I have to bow you again because this is my last meeting. I'm thoroughly enjoyed visiting with you. And I will never forget your kindness and your sweet spirit. I felt the Holy Spirit is among you. Because whenever I travel, even it's Korea or America, wherever I go, I can tell the same spirit is working to some people. The same spirit who is working in my heart. You can tell the difference. And I can tell the difference while I'm here. I really appreciate your kindness and your, your hospitality that treat me here. Um, I don't really deserve to come all the way here and speak to you. But I mean, because of your kind, kindness of your heart, you invited me. And I really appreciate that so much. And I appreciate... Uh, uh, your young brother and sister, uh, your husband and wife team, and uh, just working for the Lord in the sim- simple way. That's, that's just wonderful. I mean, you know, uh, you just give up on this world and just traveling around with a small, small mobile home like that, listening to the raindrops on the roofs of your house. And uh, it's just wonderful. It just reads my heart. God loves you. And uh, God is going to reward you abundantly when He establishes His kingdom in this world. You know, our God is a wonderful God, isn't He? Is that all I get? Our God is wonderful God, isn't He? He is wonderful God. Amen. He is wonderful God. You know, let's train our lips to praise Him all the time. When we remember. You know, when I preach... I have to preach with energy. I don't know why. It's just my nature. It's, it's just my personality, okay? Maybe you have seen me uh, from Friday night until this time. If I do not preach with my energy, if I do not pour out my heart, somehow I, I don't feel like I preached. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? It's just my, my character is that way. So, um, I, I appreciate you put up with me in my style uh, because I see uh, lots of American people and then especially uh, the, the English people you, you know Koreans always perceived Englishmen as a gentleman the ladies and gentlemen these words came from England so we always Koreans have the, have, have the picture of the English people as a, as a nice and kind gentleman with good manners you know and uh, so, so maybe when you when you preach, you don't preach with the energy like this. I I preach like with a lot of gestures, but <laughs> it's just the way I am. <clears throat> uh, and I realize that uh, you English brothers and sisters, you drink teas a lot. You cannot live without teas, don't you? But Koreans, we cannot live without rice and soup. <laughs> I eat rice twice a day, every day, with soups. You know, that's our life. But, uh, you know, I enjoy your food here, and I really thoroughly enjoyed uh, staying and fellowship with you very, very much. And uh, I'm sorry, I don't have much time to, to have, a, have a very good fellowship with some of you. I, I would like to meet you, every one of you. But when we go to heaven, without the barrier of the language problems, we will communicate and have a fellowship throughout eternity. 
Time is no factor for problems anymore. We'll stand. If we want to speak and fellowship for 100 years, let it be for 100 years. We'll be in no hurry. We'll have a fellowship throughout the eternity. You know what? When I go to, go to heaven, I know what kind of house I am going to build. I am living in, in, in the uh, mobile home, but, I, but actually, recently, I extended. So I have a double-wide mobile home now, <laughs> by the grace of God. Someone help me. Well, anyway, uh, when I go to heaven, I want to build a house. Just beautiful house. It doesn't have to be big, but on the hillside. But on the backyard, I am going to have a special order to the angels. Can I have a beautiful pond? with a pair of swans on it. <laughs> and I am going to invite you, every one of you, to my garden, Sabbath afternoon sometime. And our Jesus, our Savior, is going to be there. And He's going to meet us and showing His nail-pierced hand like this and say, I love you. I have waited for 6,000 years for this moment. Oh, what a moment it will be. I hope anyone in this tent will miss that meeting. I really wish and pray that everyone in this tent will be there. You just make sure to be there because God is able to make you to be there. And I know it. At this last hour, I'm going to tell you very briefly, about 20 or 25 minutes. I'm not going to say, say too much uh, in this last meeting about the power of God. In order to preach this sermon, it'll take me about one hour and a half. But I'll shorten it in about, about, about the 25 minutes. Let's open the Bible first. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 33 and 34. You know, if you like to find the definition about being righteous or justification, if you ever want to the clearest definition of the justification or righteousness experience, you'll find chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians and verse 33 and 34. It just says it very clear. Listen here. Do not be deceived. Why he's saying this? There's a deception going on in the church. That's why he's saying do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Awake to what? Righteousness. And do not what? Sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Many, many Seventh-day Adventist leaders and lay people talking about justification and righteousness experience wrong way. They're deceived. They do not have the knowledge of God. That's why Paul is speaking that of their shame. It's so plain. It says, do not be deceived. Awake to the righteousness 
and do not sin as I and do not sin. If you have righteousness experience with the Lord, if you are justified, then you can stop sinning. It's that simple, brothers and sisters. What's so hard to understand? You see, in sanctuary service, where and when the, the sin stops. If you go into the holy places, there's nothing to deal with the sin in there. See? If you go into the most holy place, there's nothing to deal with the sin. You deal with the sin in the courtyard. When you slay the lamb, when you put their things on the altar of the burnt offering, then that's the time, that's where you deal with your sin. And you give up all the sins, and then you enter into the sweet relations with the Lord in holy walk, walk with Jesus Christ, my friends. It's so simple, isn't it? You see, you do not take sins with you to in enter into the sanctification. No way. Many people think and teach this way what sanctification means, what justification means. You just accept the name of the Lord, accept the gospel, then God is going to cover you with His righteousness. No, no. When He makes you righteous inside, then He declares you are righteous and then cover you with His robe of righteousness. If He doesn't change you and transform your character in your mind, in your thoughts, and if He doesn't change your motivations and desires, and then He declares you as a righteous, that's a lie. God cannot do that. You have to understand this clearly. He has to change and transform and convert our soul inside first, and then He declares you righteous. That's justification. But people say, no, if we accept the truth, that's where we are being justified. That's how the Jews, Jewish people believed at the time. They were wrong, deceived by the devil. That's not what it, what it is. You see, and then they say, well, sanctification simply means you are just fighting and trying to get rid of one sin after another. Even I heard the one very famous official from General Conference came and preached this way. Well, folks, if you cannot get rid of all the sins at one time, that's okay. You just try to get rid of one sin at a time every day. Our God is not that, that powerless God. Our God is so powerful and wonderful God. And He is able to make you cut all the sins out of, of, of your life right now on that moment. Immediately. When God spoke, let there be light, there was a light. When God spoke something, then something happened out of nothing. That's kind of creator God we are serving and worshiping, folks. Do not forget this fact. Many people are believing in evolutionism. In our justification experience, no, we are creationism believers. You know, you have to understand this very clearly. And they, 
sanctification is maintaining by the grace and power of the Holy Spirit and indwelling Spirit of Jesus Christ, maintaining the justification experience. That is what sanctification is. As clearly defined by Ellen White in the, in the later part of the book of Selected Messages, Volume 1. The crisis of righteousness. You read it. Say if I'm right or not. You check it out. Don't just believe me. Check it out. You read and you find out what it is. <clears throat> Let's go, go on to the first John chapter 3 now. First John chapter 3. First John chapter 3, I'm going to read verse 5 and on. Of course, you know, I don't have to elaborate on this, but uh, with this idea you have to follow me. Uh, well, before he said this, in chapter 2, this is Apostle, Apostle John said, Okay, I want you... To not to sin anymore. But if you ever sin, don't be discouraged. You still have a what? Advocate in heaven. With these spaces, he's saying to us, to us like this. Verse 5 and on. Chapter 3, 1 John. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him there is no sin. Whoever abides in Him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen Him nor known Him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Same thing. Do not, then let, not, let not anyone deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous just as who? He is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. Oh, my friends, what a, what a promise here. You see, please, brothers and sisters, do not, do not let anyone deceive you on this point. Do not, do not dwell upon your failures and mistakes in your past. Do not. God is going to lift you up from the dungeon you are in. God is going to release you from the bondage of sin. He is a lie, a lie, a lie, powerful God. You see, He is same God when He created His world with the words. He is same God. What is the difference when He said, Let there be light and the Word of God, Bible? The same words of God, isn't it? He is alive. He's there up there. Don't let anyone deceive you. Do not dwell upon your failures in the past. Stand up. Be courageous. Have a faith. And walk with God. Let's walk with God. Now, 
I'm going to have to just capsulize and tell you a couple of things here. And uh, when I read this scripture to people and preach, and some people say, Oh, you know, Pastor, it sounds so good to be true, but I mean, in my, in my life, it's, it doesn't really work that way. That's, it's impossible, sounds like. I'll tell you what. Our God doesn't know the word impossibility. Our God doesn't even know. Don't, don't even try it. Our God doesn't know it. In the dictionary, you know, I heard in the dictionary of Napoleon, there's no vocabulary of impossibility. Same thing with God. But Napoleon was impossible. But God is possible on everything. Now, do you remember a person when I went to Jerusalem? I saw a, the pool of Bethesda. You know, the, uh, do you remember a, the person sitting there beside for how many years? Remember? 38 years. For 38 years, this person could not move his legs. He was sitting like this for 38 years. You, you, you think about that. He could not move. He could not feel anything on his legs for 38 years. But when Jesus Christ saw him with one look, he looked up and he saw the authority. He, even, he did not even knew Jesus Christ, but he felt the power and authority. And Jesus Christ looked down and said, Son, do you want to be healed? If you do, you stand up, take up your seats, walk. He stood up, with praising God, walked. He could not even stand up for 38 years. I don't care, my brothers and sisters, how many years you've been sitting in the sin. And you think it's impossible to break these sins. I don't care. Our God is powerful God. He can do it. He showed it. He promised it. If He would not supply the power, He wouldn't say it. In chapter 3 of 1 John. Oh, my brothers and sisters. God is looking for the people, last generation, who are trained on this stuff here, who know by experience what this means of chapter 3 of 1 John, they are going to be called 144,000. They are going to be the ones who are going to usher the Satan out to the millennium, to the wilderness, and say, you don't belong to us anymore. They are the ones. That's why God brought up the Seventh-day Adventist Church as a last generation. Now, you know about this story, power of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ stood before the tomb of Lazarus. Remember? Okay, when he stood, people gathered. You see? And he said, open 
the door and said, Oh, Jesus, what you're doing? He's dead for four days. It stinks. You cannot do anything, anything now. I mean, he's already dead. But God does not know that. God doesn't care about that dead death. He has power of rec recreation, doesn't he? So he said, well, just open the door. Before Jesus Christ comes into our heart, we have to open the door. We have to remove the unbelief. Many times in the church, we shut ourselves away from the power of God. You better open the stone door in your heart, my brothers and sisters. Let the power of God come into your heart. It can happen to you. It happened to that poor man sitting 38 years on the pool. It happened to our friend Lazarus. It can happen to me. It can happen to you. I believe it can happen to me. You see, you think about this. Jesus Christ standing in front of the tomb. And he stands and said, open the door. And then he was about to raise the dead person. And then people saw, they were so surprised. And then looking at the tomb and Jesus, tomb, Jesus. They were so, so, I mean, they were so shocked and stunned. What this person is trying to do? At this time, Jesus, Jesus Christ put all his ministry on the line. Do you know what I'm saying? And then he spoke. How did he sp speak? How? <clears throat> uh, uh, Lazarus, uh, if you uh, ever uh, hear me, uh, can you just come out? You know, there are a lot of people out here, you know. Just, could you just walk out? Just, that's not what he said. Jesus is God. He stood firmly with authority. My Bible said, he said, he, after he cried with, with loud voice. That's what my Bible says in chapter 11 of John. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And that man heard it, stood up, came out. That's kind of God we are serving, my friends. I'm sick and tired of looking people who say, no, no, I cannot do it. And God promised in the Bible, He's make you able. Let me ask you something. Friend Lazarus coming out, how did he come out? Like this? Praising God? How did he come out? Imagine your picture, picture that in your mind. How did he come out? Have you ever seen the, the Charlie Chaplin movie before? He came out like this. Well, don't laugh. I mean, like this. Do you know why? Why? He was still bound up. And then Jesus said, Well, release him from that dead clothes. Maybe when you are resurrected spiritually, when your eyes are opened, 
When you say things, when you smile things, when you speak something to people, maybe it looks, looks a little strange and awkward, but that's okay. You're alive. You know something and you can see. And before you was blind. And then we have to take off the clothes. Clothes of wickedness. Sinful habits. And then, most of all, you have to take off from that time on the clothes of unbelief, distrust, murmuring, complaining, and doubting. Oh, folks, let's not do that. You and I, we are same. I, I get attacked by the devil of dieting many, many times a day. But I want to train myself to praising God and cast away all the doubts from me because I believe, believe in living, powerful God. Not dead God anymore. Oh, brothers and sisters, look at us, what we are doing in our lives, in your family, as a wife, as a husband, as a father, as a mother, as a children. What do you do? Are you being a living witness for the Lord to your people? Let's ask ourselves honestly what we are. We are serving powerful God, folks. We are serving powerful God. Then let Him be powerful God in your life. Oh, we are serving wonderful God. There's, there's a peace and joy and happiness in Jesus. In Jesus. And I'm going to finish it. Let me just tell you briefly this one here before I finish. Let's open 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. I'm going to show you something here. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. It goes this way. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Do you know what this is saying to us? This is wonderful, one of the most wonderful promises to me. This is telling me like this. You know, when I wake up, am I a baby or a mature man now? Baby, right? When I wake up in spirituality, in newness, I'm being a baby. I have to grow up to do a lot, right? Okay, now, and then God knows my situation and condition. Do you know what God does? Oh, our, our Lord, Savior is wonderful God. He is the best babysitter there is. <laughs> and he comes around and he's taking care of us. Do you know how? Well, devil comes on with missile. You see, big missiles and, and, and bombs, you know. And, so, and I'm going to try to destroy the souls, you know. And then, do you know what Jesus says? Oh, no, 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 no. Devil, you cannot use that weapon now. No, 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 he's not ready. No, 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 you can do it later, but not now. Oh, not that one. No, no, not that missile. No, 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 not that bomb. Devil, oh, maybe it's okay. You can try it. 
Do you know what I'm saying? You know, Jesus Christ is standing beside me. He is correcting devil. Will devil or devil, will devil have to obey Jesus? He better be. He better be obeying Jesus Christ. Otherwise, he'll be really whipped. You know? <laughs> devil was one of those angels, but Jesus Christ is God. You see, some people, they're talking and elaborating about the power of devil so much, they forget about the power of Jesus Christ. It's so sorrowful situation, isn't it? And Jesus said, well, no, 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 devil, you cannot do that like this. You see, according to the light and truth we understand, according to the training we got, He's taking care of us. And then, when we tempted and fall, or when we are being tempted, He provides the way of escape. What is it? Immediately when we feel the temptation, we look up and say, Lord, I can't do it. And immediately thousand angels surround you and protect you. If it's a thought, thought temptation or action, whatever it is, if you say, Lord, immediately, in a split second, He's going to come to rescue. God has promised Him. You see, and then actually what it, what it does is God is going to send Patriot missile to intercept the missile shot by devils. Patriot missiles. We have seen it right before in, in, the, in the war with Iraq, you know. <laughs> When I saw their news, I said, wow, that's what God is doing in spiritual warfare, you know. That's good illustration. Oh, my friends, but there's one good lesson to, to learn here, too. Do you know what it is? When I learned about this, it, it just gave me goosebumps. It gave me chilling feeling all over my body. Do you know what it is? Job. Think about Job. How did Jesus did to Job? Did Jesus did same thing as I described here to the devil, to the Job? Well, actually, Jesus did not do that. Jesus said, "Well, Satan, did you see? Did you see faithful and pure Job, my faithful servant? You see." And he said, oh, oh God, you know, he has a reason to serve you because he, well, you are taking care of him. <clears throat> and I said, okay, you do everything, but do not touch his body. Allow the temptation. <coughs> Allow the disaster. Plagues coming on.
Jesus said, "Well, Satan, did you see? Did you see faithful and pure Job, my faithful servant? You see?" And he said, "Oh, oh, God! You know, he has a reason to serve you because he, well, you are taking care of him." <clears throat> and I said, "Okay, you do everything, but do not touch his body. Allow the temptation, <coughs> allow the disaster, plagues coming on." You know, and then he didn't complain. He obeyed God and said, "Well, I came out from nothing, so if God takes everything, that's all right with me." You're so faithful. That's why we need the patience of Job in last days. He's our he's our example in that in that fashion. And then you know what, Job. After first first test, you know, Job won, and the second time, devil says, "You know, God." They trade skin with the skin, which means they care their body the most. If uh, if you allow me to attack his body, I'm sure he's going to curse you and deny you and deny and stop worshiping you. Well, go right ahead. Do not touch his life, but you can do anything you want to. So, before the universe, Job was put under trial to show, save. Who is right? Jesus is right, or devil is right? He was on the trial before the universe, before all the intellectual beings and all the angels of God, or even Satan. He was being put on on trial. You know, you know something. Hundred forty-four thousand are going to be on trial in last days. God is not going to say, "Oh, no, no, you, you cannot do that." He's not going to do that to us. Before that comes, God has to train you and me to stand for the trial, so that we can vindicate the law and character of God fully before the universe. Oh, my brothers and sisters, when I, whenever I think about this, it thrills me. And I feel like I'm so unworthy to do it, so I have to pray and say, "Lord, train me, train me." Do you know? Do you know how God trains you? Sometimes, you see, in order to accomplish that, ourselves need to be die. Okay? How do we have to die? We have to die in same fashion Jesus Christ died. You know? Isaac, same way. Isaac, in the same fashion. You see, when Isaac was laid down, when his father's knives coming down at him like this, oh no, I didn't, I didn't think this would be this way. He could run away. Then no sacrifice. Paul said, "Give our body as a living sacrifice." You know, Jesus Christ, when he hung the cross, before he was hung the cross, what happened? Well trained. Roman soldiers with big nails, rusty nails, with big hammer and cane, and tried to nail him down. He didn't do anything. He was laying down. Didn't do anything. If this is my father's will, I will die. That was the attitude of Jesus Christ. Will the same thing? Time to time, God is going to send you Roman soldiers. 
well-trained Roman soldiers to criticize you, curse you, treat you bad, slap you, and everything, backbiting you. This this well-trained Roman soldiers, God is going to send you to kill yourself time to time. And say, no, I don't want to die. You scream. Then yourself is not going to die. Whatever trial and temptation, test coming around to you, you rejoice in the Lord. If that is God's will, you take it with the sweet spirit like Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ lied on the cross and he got the severe punishment and he died for you and I. But you know what? You and I have to die for ourselves. Without the cross, there's no crown. Oh, my brothers and sisters, this will be my last word. We are serving God who is so powerful. Think about the galaxy we are living in. You know the galaxy from here to there to travel, how long does it take? It takes 150,000 light years to travel. Our God is that magnificent and powerful God. If you cannot believe the power of God, you cannot overcome. You have to start with the faith. You know, the Abram and, and Sarah, they're the, they're the forefathers, ancestors of the faith. Why? Because they believed when they could not, could not born a baby whatsoever. No man ever done that in that situation. But they believed. They believed. They begat a son named Isaac. In the situation of impossibility, they believed with faith. And they did it. You see, do you want to be set in heaven? You better have faith of Abraham. I don't care what kind of situation or, or, or circumstances you are in, but God is able to rescue and help you, maintain you, and keep you. And I know, God bless every, each one of you. Thank you very much. Amen. The judgment has set, the books has been opened. How shall we stand in that great day? When every thought and word and action God the righteous judge shall weigh How shall we stand in that great day? How shall we stand in that great day? Shall we be found before Him wanting, or with our sins all washed away? The work is begun with those who are sleeping. Soon will the living hell be tried. Our 
Sounds of the books of God's remembrance, his decision to Searching when all our sins those books reveal, when from that court each case decided shall be granted no appeal. How shall we stand in that great day? How shall we stand? finish I would like to pray with you shall we kneel and pray our heavenly father we thank you so much for your loving us Oh, we do not know how deeply we should be thankful to you for you rescue us from the bondage of sin. Oh, Father, you know we don't deserve that. We are wicked and sinful, and yet you loved us as yourself. Father, but in return, many times we fail to love you back. Oh, Father, help us and forgive us our unbeliefs, our weaknesses, our failures, Father. Oh, I pray for these dear and precious souls in this tent. Oh, Father, you gave us precious promises in the Bible. Help us to have faith. Help us to hold on to the promises. Oh, Lord, we know you are able, God. You can keep us from falling. You can keep us from sinning. Lord, help us to be trained right way. Or help us to become and striving one among 
the hundred forty-four thousand for your glory. Oh, Father, since you died for us, someday and sometime, we would like to die for you and glorify you and praise you and vindicate you before the universe. Oh, Father, help us to have that opportunity. Oh, Lord, we want to pay back throughout all eternity. Help us to be there in great kingdom of yours. Lord, as we separate, bless us. Fill our souls with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Remember us every day. Help us stop sinning every day and overcoming all our bad habits. In Jesus Christ's precious name I pray. Amen and amen.